Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Mr. Robot. Finale, titled EPS 2.9 underscore PYTH0N dash PT2 dot P7Z. Two seasons of unreadable titles down, one season of unreadable titles to go. And then we'll be in the promised land that is season four, where the titles are readable and I can recount them at the beginning of every episode without wanting to kill myself. Yay! Anyway, (laughs) this is a really good finale. It's so, so well done. Like, it's so... It's so weird and insane in a way that very few shows other than Mr. Robot can pull off without just going off the rails. Like, it's so well done. So amazing. And sets the stage so, so freaking perfectly for season three. It's a very, very good end to this season. So, first and foremost, let's talk about Dom and her interrogation of Darlene. Oh, thank God she's alive. So, at this point, it is confirmed. Darlene is alive. Cisco is not. We're good now. We're, we're good now. We know what happened. The suspense is over. Uh, we don't have to fear for Darlene's life. She's good. Sucks for Cisco, but we care about Darlene. <laughs> She's all we really care about. So... Dom and Darlene have this back and forth throughout the entire episode. Where Dom's, like, trying to relate to Darlene, trying to get her comfortable, uh, trying to coax her into, into trusting her into saying something. And Darlene keeps saying, like, I invoke my Fifth Amendment privileges against self-incrimination, 
uh, and uh, decline to answer your questions and all that. Santiago's just not in for Darlene's bullshit. Like, he just goes apeshit on her and is like, hey, there's this thing called the Patriot Act. Basically saying that you're just an enemy combatant and you have no rights. So shut up. Darlene at one point goes on this incredible monologue, just calling Dom out and like, I know what you're doing. Uh, it's not going to work on me. I'm not going to give you anything, blah, 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 blah. And then Dom just laughs and leaves. We don't know why, like, she is amused by this. Uh, but then she goes to Santiago and is like, hey, Let's show her we're smarter than her. And Santiago's like, no, this, we've been working on this for months. This is a huge risk. And Dom eventually convinces him to let her do whatever it is with Darlene and do it alone. So Dom goes back in. And is like, I want to show you something. Come with me. She then walks Darlene through the office. Pretty much the entire office is just staring at her. And then Dom takes Darlene to this room. And she's like, we've been working on this for months. Waiting patiently so that we could get... Everyone, so we could get the man in the middle. Uh, she even reveals, you know, the whole Romero thing got you going. Uh, turns out that wasn't Dark Army. You thought it was, but it wasn't. It was just a stray bullet from a neighbor's house. Freak accident. So Romero's death was just nothing. And Darlene's just looking forward like, oh my god, what the hell is this? And then the camera turns onto the board, and it is revealed that, turns out, FBI, the FBI knows pretty much everything. (laughs) The FBI knows pretty much everything about F-Society, pretty much everything about the inner workings of that group. They have this whole board, like, just putting together the whole timeline of events, every major player... Uh, including Ollie, including Angela, including Darlene, Trenton, Mobley, Romero, including Tyrell, and of course, including freaking Elliot. This entire time, this entire time, we thought this was F society. Giving the FBI the runaround. But it was actually the reverse. The FBI has, from the beginning, known everything. They have all this evidence just piled up. Uh, The camera used to tape the videos. Uh, F. Sighty Mask, which, by the way, Dom knew was from the movie. And just this bunch of other stuff. Uh, They know about 
all of the F Society underlings. Like, they know about Susan Jacobs and her smart house. They know everything. They have never been in the dark. They have never. They have been on top of F Society the entire time. This is not F Society owning the FBI. This was the FBI owning F Society this entire season. And we didn't even know it. And Darlene's reaction to this is so perfect. She literally just says, you gotta be fucking kidding me. (laughs) And that's the last we hear from Darlene for this season. Like, oh, it's such a great reveal. It's so, so amazing. And then there's Joanna. Doing her Joanna thing. She goes to the house where the calls have been coming from. Turns out, this has never been Tyrell. We've been led to believe the entire thing. The gifts, the phone calls, we thought they were coming from Tyrell. They never were. It was actually coming from Scott Knowles, the CTO of E-Corp, whose wife Tyrell murdered. And Joanna goes over there and just has this god-tier move. She sits down and is like, why did you do this? And Scott goes on this whole monologue about like how I wanted to make you feel what I felt. Tells a story about how uh, his wife, like a month before she died, found out that she was pregnant. And they were so excited. They were going to have a kid. And then Tyrell murdered her. And she like, he breaks down in tears. Like, I wanted you to feel what I felt. I'm so sorry. Like, almost remorseful. And then Joanna goes ballistic on him. Like, you pussy. You piece of shit. You're mourning someone who got pregnant and then cheated on you. Like, I'm, and then was going to cheat on you. I'm glad she's dead, and I'm glad her baby is dead. And then... Scott just goes apeshit, starts beating the shit out of her, to the point where she's like a bloody pile on the ground... And then later, uh, Scott also, by the way, calls 911 and is like, what have I done? What have I done? What have I done? And then later, Joanna's talking to her side piece boyfriend. And he's pissed off that, like, oh, he, he, he beat up my girl and all that. And she tells him, okay, you want him to be punished? Go to the police and tell them. That the night of the E-Corp party, you saw Scott come down from the roof. Looking all weird. And tell them you didn't tell the police before then because Scott threatened you. Do this and he'll be punished.
Okay, real talk. Joanna is like Lady Frank Underwood. Joanna Wellick is literally just Frank Underwood with boobs and a vagina. That's a Frank Underwood level ploy. She went in. She went in there with the intention of whatever Scott said going ballistic, goading Scott into having a reaction. She went in there with the plan to get the shit beaten out of her and then pull the strings on her side piece, boyfriend, whatever, to get Scott thrown in prison for his wife's murder that Tyrell committed and get her husband off the hook for the murder. All in retaliation for this terrorizing with the phone calls and the gifts. Wow. The I am not worthy. I am not worthy. <laughs> this is like god dear level manipulation on Joanna's part. It's amazing. It's so so incredible, especially when you like realize what she has done. Realize like just how the entire events from her perspective on this episode just sort of came together. But then, of course, we got to talk about Elliot and Tyrell. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, oh boy. So, we open this episode showing that one confrontation between Tyrell and Mr. Robot. But instead of Mr. Robot talking, it's Elliot talking. We see how Tyrell saw it. And we get a little extended version of that, where Tyrell just continues to bag and bag and bag and bag and bag and bag and bag. He does the, like, red wheelbarrow poem. And then we cut to present day, where Tyrell takes Elliot, actually Elliot, to this facility. Where he is preparing stage two. Now, apparently, stage two is taking all of the paper documents that E-Corp's been gathering to try and rebuild their database. What little paper trail there is left going all the way back to this building... This one building that Tyrell is going to blow up with everyone inside. Tyrell and Mr. Robot and the Dark Army, they've been planning this throughout the entire season. The Femtocell, part of stage two. White Rose getting Elliot out of prison, that was Mr. Robot somehow. Everything, everything that has happened has all been one big ploy to put 
everything in place. Put all the pieces together on the chessboard to blow up this building. The last remnants of E-Corp's database. The last remnants of Paper Trail. Gone. And with it, the lives of a whole bunch of people. In other words, 5-9 has graduated to a terrorist act. Obviously, Elliot's not okay with this. At all. And he's arguing with Mr. Robot about it. Arguing, 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 arguing. And then realized, wait a minute. Are you trying to distract me from something? Looks at Tyrell's computer. Sees that it's, uh... That he's got everything set up. It's all, uh... It's all about to go. He And he has... The ability right in front of him to just deactivate everything. To just put an end to this stage two right now. And so that's exactly what he tries to do. He's like, I'm ending this, I'm ending this, I'm ending this. Tyrell the entire time is just like so confused. Because like, hey, this was your idea. Why are you stopping this now? We can't stop. And so Tyrell pulls out a gun. Points it at Elliot. And they have this little standoff. And Elliot thinks, wait a minute. None of this is real. Mr. Robot and Tyrell are the same. Neither of you exists. I'm the only one that exists. You're not going to shoot me. You're not going to kill me. Because you're not real. And then... Bang! Tyrell shoots. And, um... The gunshot wound that Elliot gets is... Super real! Elliot tried to call out the next Mr. Roboting... And he failed miserably. He gambled his life on the fact that none of this was real and he was going crazy. And... For once, he was being totally sane. And that Tyrell stands over Elliot and is like, when you gave me this, you told me not to let anybody stop us. uh, To use it on anyone who gets in the way. I didn't know what you meant, but now I do. And Mr. Robot adds that with like, sorry kid, I I I couldn't let anyone stop us. Not even us. And then, lights out. Elliot's gone under. Now thankfully he is alive. As we do find out from this brilliant ending where Tyrell calls Angela. And Angela's like, hey, Tyrell, they told me you'd call. And she knows that Tyrell shot Elliot. And Angela's like, hey, you did the right thing. You couldn't let, you couldn't let him stop you. You couldn't let him stop this. And they're, like, making plans for, like, what happens when Elliot wakes up. She's like, don't let anyone get close to him. I should be the first person he sees when he wakes up. 
And then they have this last little exchange where Tyrell's is like, I love him. And Angela's like, I do too. And then credits. Angela's like full-blown Dark Army now. Holy shit. And that's not, however, the end of the season. We, of course, just like season one, have a post credit scene. And in this post credit scene, we see... Mobley and Trenton. They're alive! They got away! And they have, like, really crappy new lives, new names, uh... A new job at some crappy supermarket somewhere. And they're just complaining. And Trenton reveals that there is a possibility that they could undo 5-9. She found something. And is like, we could stop this. Like, we could bring it all back to the way it was. We could reverse the whole thing. And Moby's like, I don't know, I don't know, like, I've taken enough risks for one lifetime. And then they're interrupted by someone who is asking for the time. And that someone is Leon! And then that's it. That's the end of the season What a mic drop. This entire episode is just one big mic drop, and I love it. It's a great finale. So, yeah. That's it. That's it for season two. Uh, Excellent season, just like season one. Uh, Yet another phenomenal, phenomenal segment of this story. Yet another incredible segment of the greatest show ever made. It's amazing. It's a really, really phenomenal follow-up. And so now, uh, we're like halfway through, more or less. Like, we've got two seasons down, two seasons to go. Oh, boy. <laughs> seasons three and four. You ain't seen nothing yet. I'm just going to say that much right now. I'm just going to leave it at that. So, get ready for the second half of the show. It's going to be big. It's going to be huge. And it's going to be great. I can't wait to talk about where this goes next. Uh, anyway, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just to push up a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow, we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 1. Talk to you then.